this might very well be the first time I actually start this on time. <laughs> this could very well be that day. It was, it was, uh, um, this morning I, I uh, had a couple things and it was so cold. It was so cold. I, so I, I do I do a walk um, and then I did a, remind me to tell you about my morning Facebook walk. So I do, I do a walk and I have to, and this is embarrassingly true, but I'm going to share. It won't be the first embarrassing thing I share. I had to stop and put on like a second pair of gloves because I'm holding, I'm holding the phone like this. Um, and it, I had to put on a second pair of gloves because I was so, <laughs> I was so cold. It's 25 degrees and, um, just a New York 25 degrees is just the humidity. It just, it bites you. It just really does. And having been in a lot of cold climates, mm -hmm. um, 25 degrees isn't so bad. I know when I was stationed in North Dakota, 25 degrees was amazing, Yeah, but it, New York 25 is just so we're surrounded by water. So it's just so cold. Um, so yeah. So yeah. And then remind me to mention that Facebook thing. There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of pros and cons with the new, uh, with the new Facebook system, but all looking good. How are you all doing over there? I see April. Good morning, afternoon, everybody. Look at you in Australia. It's still super hot, right? 30 plus degrees. 30 something degrees every day. Jeez. That's like, uh, that's in like the high 90s for us. The high 90s every day. Wow. And depending on where you are in Australia, mm -hmm. they have like the same thing where it's, it's dry. Sometimes it's dry heat. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it's just so humid. Wow. Yeah. I, I like the, the uh, dry winters over the humid winters, the winters here, like you could feel your brain freezing. You could feel it go through you. It's, it's, it's so a biting, crazy. nasty, yes. it's a biting, nasty cold, Yeah. but, but one day closer to spring, yep. just like you are <laughs> one day closer to fall and, uh, or autumn in Australia. Uh, and hopefully I, I was in conversation with a few companies in Australia and starting to look good. Uh, they were starting to, to say, hey, yeah, maybe by year's end, uh, you'd be able to swing on over here and do it when something took a turn over there. And uh, I'm not sure that that's the case anymore, but um, we'll keep our fingers crossed that our, our Aussie brothers and sisters get this stuff figured out over there. Um, beautiful weekend, beautiful time. Uh, not only a transition time here in the United States, but a transition time for so many people as they do try to find balances uh, through a pandemic, you know, something that comes with a pandemic or any sort of downturn uh, in your life is the idea that there is the, it, just like anything else that, that staying on top, floating on top doesn't always uh, doesn't always stay consistent. There's ups and downs, there's ebbs and flows. The same is true when you're on the bottom. Same is true when you're going, when it's low, the same is true when these things exist. And, and so, um, as we're seeing through here, as, as nations start to understand their own vaccination plan and, 
and what those vaccines might do for people and how, how what implications they have for their own economy and their own uh, people's ability to move around freely or understand the new or updated methods of their movement. Um, I think that's uh, uh, that's something that we can look forward to. And, and you in your own life, again, making those um, making those adjustments in your own life, having the ability to, to not necessarily accept on the moral reason why you are where you are, but to accept that you're there and to move on and, and make adjustments accordingly. Uh, I know that, that at least a few people on here are, are like that. At least a few people going through, uh, uh, some stuff. And I think, you know, uh, I see Lori up there. I saw Lori up here early, you know, glory being one of these badasses that, that, that life, life delivers something and they get up, they get up, man. Rocky Balboa story knocks you down, but you get up the story. The Rocky story isn't that he got his ass kicked countless times. He gets his ass kicked in every single movie. <laughs> That's not the story. The story is that he gets up. The story is that he gets up. And, and there are tears and there are pain and there are the, the who's who and the what's what. You see the who's who and the what's what in the Rocky stories and in all these stories. The story isn't about uh, in, in countless movies. The story isn't about the breakup. The story isn't about the, the house burning down. Now, the story isn't about the loss. It's about what you did with that. And that's what makes the movie. And, and, and so um, celebrating that general um, empowered mindset, that general empowered ninja badassery that I, I see uh, on, on all these little screens there, um, this is that time. This is that time where you do, you, even, the, even the companies that reach out to me who, who are ready and eager to get uh, back to work and get back to making these adjustments. Uh, that shows an indication, even from their leadership, that they are uh, looking not, okay, we got our asses kicked. Now we're going to get up. This is how we're going to get up. This is our strategy. This is what we're going to do. And so uh, for me, this is a great time for that. And I, and I love the reflections on so many of the things that uh, we post, Steph, that, that really do deal with that, that deal with the the, the trauma sometimes comically, but deals with the trauma of life, but then how you get up and what you learn from that lesson. And you see that mostly in the comments. Yeah, really. It's, it's really inspiring to see everyone who, you know, it is the cliche, but everyone who has their Rocky moment, life just, they do knocks you down and you get up it's so there are so many stories and i keep everyone's stories confidential mm -hmm. but oh man i wish I, almost everyone i talk to should write a book because it's just these stories are just if you only knew the the the, the fact that you get up and you take that stuff how badass that is if you only knew how how while particularly uncommon for you, how common your story actually is globally. If you only knew how many people were, 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 were dealt the hand you've been dealt and did nothing with it and how proud you should be that you're doing something with it. You're doing something. You're playing the next one. You're taking that next up. You're, you might sometimes scratch and kicking and crying the whole way, but you're taking that next step. 
I, I always bring back my military stories, but it's, it's not just military stories. It's just the military stories are the ones where I'm literally climbing a hill. Mm -hmm. I'm literally in battle. I'm literally, literally uh, doing my best while someone's screaming over your shoulder how much garbage you actually are. Like those are the times, but, but in life that still happens. Your, your ex isn't your ex because they were poetically reminding you how awesome you are every day. <laughs> that life, but you still had to go to work. You still had to go to work. I can't be the only one who's, who's gone to work and built whatever, worked your ass off, come back, only to be told you're garbage on the way out and the way back in. Like, wait a second. Wait, I can't be the only one. Yeah. I can't be the only one who 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 has experienced that. So you do uh, go through these moments and you go through these times that, uh, that, that it isn't always so beautiful. It isn't always so, you know, I just decided, well, I mean, it, may, it makes great for memes and conversations and for those flash moments in life, but it isn't always so clear. Sometimes it is begrudgingly taking that step. Sometimes you get life knocks the wind out of you and you don't, for anyone who's ever had the excruciating feeling of having the wind knocked out of them, you don't get back instantly. It takes a little while, but you have to keep moving. And sometimes the victory is that first step. Sometimes that is the victory and taking that second step begrudgingly. There are times in, in my life where I was gliding. I was, I was moonwalking through one success after the next, dun, 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 just killing it. And there's other times that the whole way I was like Mr. Magoo and just going through the next step, the next step, the next step, almost like begrudging, begrudgingly getting up off the floor. Um, because one of the, one of the cruel you know, they talk about life balance a lot and, and, and you'll hear me refer to it as, you know, life gives you the opportunity to practice what you preach. Yeah. But I say that because, and I, and I can tell this group this because I love this group. I say that because one of the cruel, the cruel truths about life is that you can build something huge whether it be a business or it could be a relationship, it could be a dream, a shared dream, it could be anything. And in one moment, that shit gets knocked down or, or that relationship is, is you went to work that day and when you came home, the other person isn't in the relationship with you anymore. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? Like it, it it's, in, in, a, in a flash that can change. And so we, we have to adjust sometimes under the worst circumstances. So it's like you're in the ocean and, and, and your, your, your boat breaks or your, 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 um, your floating device <laughs> loses its air. It, the ocean doesn't stop being the ocean. Life doesn't stop being life. Have you ever had the, the rug pulled out from under you, whether business or relationship? And, and, and you realize that like the, the cable bills still do next week. Yeah. Like nobody, if, 
if you want to see the level of which how nobody cares, find yourself in that situation. I can't, I can't wait to go back to doing my live events. So when I talk about these type of things in the live events, I like to make the, part the audience participate as much as possible. So, so sometimes I'll make it seem a little metaphysically, you know, because mm -hmm. you know how I love doing that. And so <laughs> I'll say, you know, life will, will do that to you when you start realizing that nobody cares life just everyone's got their own shit it's not that they're indifferent to yours it's that they got their own shit and so life changes for you in a flash and you realize that nothing stops there's still traffic the people are still honking if you don't go the second light turn green that there's your cable bill still do they still do not care in any way shape or form if you're going to be late like there's no that and so i'll say everybody nobody care everybody close your eyes and they close their eyes and I say, that's who cares. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody cares because you have to recognize within yourself. Sometimes when that happens in life, you go back to the core, the core of who you are, what you are, where is this all emanating from? And, and, and who's going to, more importantly, who's going to get me out of this through this? Me. And so in those moments, it isn't always what you may read, you know, and then just just realize that I'm just going to get up and, and build my empire again. Sure. That makes awesome for a meme. Um, and, and you're talking about someone who's famous for them. So a lot of times people write to me, Hey, that, that, um, stop bleeding on people who didn't cut you meme really, really helped me. Thank you. And they can write that. And I love that. It's impactful that way. That's, that's why we do it because it's impactful that way. Um, but the amount of pain that, that went into that, those couple of sentences, the amount of time it took to wrestle with life to finally get it to a, two sentences, uh, the amount of perspective it took on the other side of that pain um, cannot be quantified in a meme, cannot be quantified in a movie, cannot be quantified and anything simple, it can only be experienced in your life. And that's why it's so important that you recognize that there aren't days. If you see guru so-and-so saying, look, I just floated through, they're lying to you. The second that camera turns off, the second it turns off, they're panicking about the same shit you're panicking about. And they, they have to make the same adjustments you do. The numbers might be different. The situation might be different. But in the end, the actions are the same. And so we have to recognize that sometimes as you struggle through, especially as, we, as we're leaning in, into towards the end of January and everyone's resolution, just, it's like, like the slide whistle, pew, right? We're all starting off so good. Oh, this, this is my year. It, it's a year. Whether it's yours or not, it doesn't matter. It's 365 days that you have an opportunity to get better than you were the next day, that the, the previous day. That's mm -hmm. that's really it. Even if it's a little inch, if it's a little inch better, that's a little. Just move the ball a little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it, not everything. It, it, it can't all be home runs, right? Yeah. It can't all be home runs. You got singles, doubles, triples. Sometimes you walk. Sometimes you strike out. Sometimes you get. It's just the way the way it goes. And so recognizing that in in your day to day life and giving yourself that room giving yourself that space. When we do surround ourselves with people who are endeavoring for more, when we do take in the information 
you know, for me, a, a, a big thing was social media cleansing. Uh, I had already done and continue to do a life cleansing the people around me, but also the stuff that I read. The stuff that I read was very limited um, as far as uh, as far as social media goes and news in general. And so um, recognizing that, recognizing that that when you do cleanse and you do, I'm, I'm going to only follow inspirational people. Well, just pay attention to a lot of that marketing angle of quote unquote inspirational people has to do with whatever your society's version of success is. And so you just make sure that, again, you don't jump out of the frying pan and into the fryer, right? So, so um, make sure that you're not falling into the the other pandemic, which is comparison, you know, especially when most of them aren't necessarily lying. <laughs> but maybe exaggerating. Maybe exaggerating. Uh, and so <laughs> so to compare um that is is totally different and again um it's just things that we become aware of and giving ourselves the space because even if some are telling the truth and they did do that that's great that's them and so you have to do that for you you're moving the ball for you and that's why i say for some people it's a victory that you get up. It's a victory that, that you got out of bed and, and you did whatever you, your, your list of things to do in the day. That's a victory. For other people, Elon Musk is trying to get to Mars. Awesome. That's awesome. Maybe that's for you, brother. Maybe that's for you. That's great. But for someone else, an equal challenge and, and self-victory uh, it could be that you made it through the day without having to go hold on to one of your emotion, emotional crutches. And, and so to recognize that in ourselves and along that journey, Steph, is a, is a huge thing. And I love seeing that in, in our posts and in the comments. I've been thinking a lot lately about emptying your cup. I think, I mean, especially, I, I guess maybe with the new year, it has me thinking about that a lot. About the empty your cup, the idea of emptying your cup? Yeah. I'm going to tell that story real yeah, quick. Yeah, tell it. So, so that everyone understands. Mm -hmm. um, so empty a cup. Wow, we've been telling that story for 20 years maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and probably haven't in 10, right? But, but empty your cup is a story. Um, it, it, the story originates being told as, as, as a young Bruce Lee, famous karate um, uh, practitioner, as he was winning the regional tournaments in his area. He sought out the master, right? He sought out the local Kung Fu master so that he can train and become a master himself. So as was appropriate in their culture, he, he went to the master's house, sought out the master. And uh, he said, hey, master, I want to I learn under you. I, wanna, I want to learn. I want to become a master. And whenever the master would start to speak to him to kind of find out a little bit more about him, he would say, because I won this tournament, I won this tournament, I know how to do this, and I fought this guy. And I fought. So the master was like, you know what? Awesome. Let me, let's meet and have this discussion over some tea, which was the way that they would have their business meetings and a bonding contract of each other's word over a cup of tea. 
So as the story goes, they sat for their tea and Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee is just talking about himself again. And I know this and I learned this thing. And if I read that, if we do this, we do this. And I really, I'm going to be a master. How long will it take me to be a master? And, and having this, while he's doing that, the master starts pouring the tea for Bruce. And Bruce watches the water rise, rise to the cup, all the way to the top of the cup and start to overflow over into the saucer and then starts to overflow with the saucer. And Bruce Lee's watching the master pour this like, hey, man, you, you, you don't see this. You don't see this happening. And finally, it overflows the saucer and starts dripping towards the edge of the table. And Bruce Lee finally says, hey, 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 stop, stop. Don't you see? No more will fit in the cup. And the master said, yes. And you are like this cup. You are so full of your own ideas, your own preconceptions, your own illusion and ego that anything I try to teach you will just overflow. In order to learn from me, you must empty your cup. And I, and I think that that story I used to tell, Steph, did I ever tell you why I started telling that story? No. I started telling that story because I... When I, when I got into those business meetings and I was invited to Wall Street, I started my first like solid seven years was just being a, uh, the Wall Street go-to guy as far as, as, as mindset and that kind of stuff. And so when I first started doing that, I was maybe 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I had to overcome something at 24 because at 24, even though I thought I was the baddest man on the planet, I was also one year away from being allowed to rent a car. Yeah. <laughs> and so the people who were working on Wall Street had children my age. And so I didn't realize until I walked into the room um, with my suit from Macy's and they were in like suits that were made for them on their bodies while they were sitting there. Um, I realized that they had a really unimpressed face. And so I had to overcome the idea. Some of the things that, that I had to do in the military also, I had some master sergeants who, when, when I would do like a ground combat class, I had some master sergeants that would be like, Maraboli, I have more time in the bathroom than you have in the military. What are you going to teach me? And they're not wrong. They were just wrong about that that equated that I can't Mm -hmm. teach you. Mm -hmm. So I had to overcome that. And so I used to tell that story. So I would start with that story and then I'd say, so for the next hour and a half, just empty your cups. I'm your, Your bosses brought me here for a reason. Just empty your cup so you could hear what it is instead of assuming that because I'm 24, um, I can't help you. And, and again, I saw, that's why I used to tell that story. But the story is applicable and why it's, you know, why I, re- I heard the story, because who knows? I'm sure it's not Bruce Lee was just attached to the story I heard. I'm sure it's probably a thousand year old story. And so but how important it is as we navigate uh, not our lives. How often is it that we have had to unlearn some of the things we thought or, uh, or let go of some of our um, 
preconceived notions um, or make our adjustments to to what what we thought we knew was true. You know, uh, how many times we've had to empty our cup. And so, yeah, I, I'm glad that you're thinking that. And, and it, it really is something to uh, for all of us to make that adjustment, make make room for new updated thoughts, just like you would in your refrigerator. You would get rid of all the outdated things that would harm you. We should do the same thing in our minds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love what you wrote with, she wrote about this. You wrote, empty your cup of the idea that you're not in charge of your life. Empty your cup of the idea that you can't change the world around you. Empty your cup of the idea that you are powerless to refine and improve your life. Empty your cup of those habits, ideas, and philosophies that hinder your ability to experience, learn, and enjoy all the new dynamics this journey reveals to you. So crazy. I, I, was, I was 22 when I wrote that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's like so when, you, when you when you read those to me sometimes, I, I, it's like I'm looking at a photo album. Mm-hmm. Like I can smell the pen and paper I'm writing it on. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's so I was 22 when I wrote that. And, um, I was, I was very into the things I still write about or, or I don't write about it as much, but you, you post about it a lot. Yeah. The, the, this is my life, my story. I won't apologize for the edits I make like mm-hmm. that. Again, those are almost 20 years old. And, um, so I don't write about it as much now, but then I was so, I think that was, um, that was one of the things that that propelled me at such a young age at being you know 20 something years old and realizing the the um, uh, incredible realization of says who the incredible realization of who says who um and recognizing that by that age already you know how many people had already bet against me and every single one of them are wrong and so it's like says who and and recognizing that that if you wanted to make a change in your life you can and to start paying attention to who the roadblock of that change is you know you start thinking about that like oh i want to we get so used to the cell that we let other people put us in mm-hmm. that when we do feel like we want to escape it and again i'll say till i'm blue in the face a psychological prison is worse than a regular prison in the sense that at least in the regular prison, you can see the bars. Yeah. You know you're in prison. In a psychological prison, you think you're free. Oh, I'm free, I say. And then just live the, other, the life that someone else is telling you to live. <laughs> and so you, when recognizing that, I started to see like, oh, um, also things written when I was 20-something saying nothing is as unpopular amongst family and friends as positive change yeah exactly because i was thinking oh i'm gonna make it change. i'm ready to do this like michael jackson singing man in the mirror and i'm feeling it <laughs> i'm starting with the man in the mirror and um and then the amount of people who would be like no you can't do that that's not a thing everything i do right now anyone who's ever loved me told me is impossible And then when I did it, they said, oh, we always knew. <laughs> the worst. They're all the worst. The worst. But it, it, is, it is true. And the, 
it started with those, the ideas behind that, recognizing that, wait a second, who's writing this story? Who's defining me? Who's, who's, why am I defining myself based on something that's, that's, uh, that's in the past? What, why can't I change that story? Why can't I be in transition? Uh, and, and I, something that, that was really helpful to me was recognizing that. And then along the way, seeing who the speed bumps are, mm-hmm. who, who gives you fuel and who tries to, po- who, who tries to pop your tires. You know, pay attention. And why are you trying to pop my tires? Is it because you don't like me or because you feel comfortable with this version of me? And if I get better, you then have to deal with a newer version of you, which you don't want to do. You know, there's not everyone means you harm. They just, they're doing it out of their own. They don't even see you in the equation, really. They just, they're seeing themselves. And, and, and so paying attention to that stuff and then giving yourself permission, even with that, even if you don't mean me harm and you're just acting this way because you mean well for yourself, that's cool. Also, that's, you're now in the outer circle. <laughs> you're now in the outer yeah. circle. It, it doesn't matter why the dog's biting me. The dog's biting me. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. It just thought that your leg was a, was a subway hero. Okay. Awesome. Also, I'm still getting away regardless of why the dog's biting me. I don't want to get bit by a dog. And so you just have to be, um, give yourself permission for that. There's a lot of conditioning for that. It doesn't have to be all trauma-based. There's just a lot in general. I mean, the first several years of our lives, we are 100% dependent on, on what our parent or parental figure says, um, because they literally keep us alive. And when you get older, you realize like, oh, they were just people. They were just people like they were <laughs> they're doing their best, too. And so um, but by then you you are kind of used to waiting for the adult in the room to show up. And I know 50 year olds that are still waiting for the adult in the room to show up. And, and you're, you're the adult. You've, you've been the adult the whole time. And when you feel like you know less than the adults, you don't. They didn't know shit either. They were just doing their best too. You just thought that they had it figured out because they were adults. Yeah. No one. No one. Look in the bookstore when we can go back to bookstores. Mm-hmm. Look in a bookstore. If, if adults had it figured out, there'd be like two books. <laughs> there'd be like two books in the whole bookstore. If adults had it figured out, it's, it's not. It, it's, a, it's a constant evolution of, of thought, experience, and social, and social awareness. Because society moves so fast, it really is just when you get all the answers, they change all the questions because society moves so fast. Um, and, and we see it more and more, but I'm glad that with the emptying your cup, it, it, it's kind of like the idea of having a funeral for each day, Yeah. just, just starting fresh and giving yourself the opportunity to be right, to be wrong, to experience and to let go. Being aware of that stuff is, is in a way living your life as a meditation. You know, meditation is really just conscious awareness of things instead of just letting them float around. Uh, it's kind of living your life that way, making sure that you're you're making conscious contact with your life. A lot of people don't make conscious contact with their life on a daily basis, and that's why they're like, "Holy cow, it's 2021! Holy cow, it's Friday!" 
because you're not making conscious contact with your life. You're, you're just subconsciously going through the day to day. You turn into that zombie mode. You start speaking zombie, same crap, different day. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. That's the language of zombies. And so, um, being, making conscious contact with your life is something where you do empty your cup, give yourself permission to be wrong and to make those adjustments, give yourself permission to adjust what's right. Um, and, and keep evolving, uh, as, as, as life will continue to evolve without your permission. Yeah. You might as well flow with it. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. There's this, I, I, I want to bring up this really cool thing that you wrote about. It's, uh, it goes, when you see it happening more, it's crazy to watch, whether in politics or corporate or even sports lately, women being expected to answer and even apologize for overachievement or wanting equal pay. But what message are we sending? Win, but not too much. Celebrate, but not too much. Be empowered, but not too much. Own your body, but not too much. Show emotion, but not too much. Question, but not too much. Report just injustice, but not too much. Love yourself, but not too much. Boy, I was feeling it, huh? You were really feeling it. it you you go on about it, but about, about you know, it's time for an update. Let's. Update. Did I tell Let's... you why I wrote that? Did, did I that... don't think so. It's it's a longer piece. It's just it's, it's a so longer powerful. piece, and I'll tell you what inspired me to write mm -hmm. that. So, not only have I spent the past twenty years meeting and 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 working with and learning from and watching badass women all around the world succeed on every level and every way there is. I also, in studying behavior, you see when, when I walk into uh, Barnes and Noble, mm -hmm. when I walk into Barnes and Noble and I look to the right and see the magazine section, 100% of those magazines are gearing towards the dismantling of the self-esteem of women some doing it overtly and some doing it subconsciously like instead of instead of saying hey you're not good enough your body's not good enough they'll say like wouldn't you love to have jlo's hips <laughs> it's like wait that's that's some subconscious shit like what what do you mean There's, show me the guys magazine that says that yeah. none zero and so uh, recognizing that but what actually what actually triggered that piece was and it, I'm surprised it hadn't before because I, I a lot of my high-profile clients are, are women. And I'd watch them succeed and, you know, just get shit on. Like, it's so crazy. Like, one had a baby. And, and again, the perspective is mine because I, I, I'm the one who's helping set up plans and seeing and knowing. And talking and hearing like, oh, man, I got two in the morning. I was trying to beat these cravings. I, I did what you said. And I, I checked my gauges and I did, I did yoga instead. You know, what's, you know what's not better than chocolate, Steve? Yoga. But I freaking did it. I did it. And, you know, and finding this balance. And then there's a, there's a brand, literally a newborn screaming in the other room. And I got like this. And, and so um, months later, because they make money on the other side of a camera, um, months later, they're feeling fit. They're feeling good. They're feeling strong. You saw all those tears. You saw all those workouts. You saw all those concerns. You saw the co the contracts from the companies. They're like, yeah, we love you to come back, but you just, you know, if when you, when you really just 
feel oh. right. Like when you when you're just tight, when you not we love you for you, but we're we're not gonna change the outfit you wear. And it's like, oh, and so um and then they make it. And instead of being celebrated, they get shit on. Like, ah, of course she did. She's got personal training. Of course. Like, it's like, wait, what? Of course he got, she paid some high surgeon. Like, none of that's true. And even if it was true, that doesn't make chocolate any less delicious. Yeah. Or it doesn't make your your biorhythms make you crave different foods. It doesn't change your behaviors. It doesn't, any of that. And, and so I surprised it didn't, I didn't trigger to that earlier. What actually triggered me was when our incredibly dominant, badass U.S. women's soccer team just annihilated everybody. There's one every game. And the only thing I would see is this soccer player took off her shirt and celebrated. Which every dude soccer player on earth has done. And he's topless when he takes her off. She mm-hmm. has a sports bra on, something you see in every yoga class, mm-hmm. less, less revealing than any bikini top ever. Like, and that's the conversation, yeah. not this group of women who get paid 10% of what the men's team gets paid, mm-hmm. went around the world and smacked everybody down and went back. And some of these women who have other jobs, aside from just being parents, some of them, um, they went and destroyed. And the conversation is, are we setting, um, uh, are we are we setting the right example that she took off her shirt in celebration? She took yeah. off her shirt and was whipping it around. Yay, yay, yay. So again, what dudes do, but they mm-hmm. have nothing underneath. Um, and I think I just sat down like, I'm like, dude, what, what do we, what are we doing? Be smart, but not too smart. Cause you scare the shit out of us. Yeah. Be empowered, but not too empowered because then you crash the economy. <laughs> Be feel good about yourself, but not great about yourself. Cause then you won't buy our products celebrate be happy but whoa whoa calm down let's not get crazy like what what are we doing to them they can't they can't win at all ever and so it was just a moment of frustration that that piece came from years ago and i and i love that because again for me it's it's about um it's about that balance i can't uh um I, i i can't stress it enough that those ideas the idea that there's there's an imbalance and to keep the imbalance, they're just outdated ideas. And what happens when you consume outdated things, just like in your refrigerator, you'll get sick. And our society has a lot of outdated ideas that we consume. And that's why we get sick in certain areas. The idea that there's even a conversation of who's getting paid what, that there's even a conversation of that is just, it's, it's just, um, it's just outdated. And it comes from, it comes from a a mindset that, that should have been eradicated a long time ago. It's on its way to getting there. But at that time, that's, that's what I wrote because that's how I felt. Well, you write with the outdated ideas inevitably lead to outdated behaviors. We see it. We see it. We see the conversation that, that, that even has to happen. Yeah. That, that 
conversation even has to happen. And, and uh, it's unfortunate that we're even there. We, in the, here in the United States, we, we uh, elected a, um, a new president and vice president. And the vice president is uh, a woman. And it's, it's the first woman vice president in our, in our history. Yeah. Now, other countries have had tons of presidents, vice presidents, okay. chancellors, leaders. They've had the countries that we've bombed, that we've said we want to empower their women, have had more women leaders than we have. But, but what I find so interesting whenever I'm in uh, Europe or I'm, I'm anywhere but here is the idea that's, oh, hey, the president's speaking or the president said this, the president, blah, blah, blah. And they'll just talk. And then later on, and sometimes even in, in, in meeting some people, they'll be like, oh, uh, you're going to swing by, you're going to meet the president, blah, 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 and conversation all day about the president. And then you see them. And with the, with the guy from the outdated ideas place, oh, that woman, that lady's <laughs> president, like it never occurred to them to even mention that because their ideas aren't outdated. For us, it's the first thing we mention. It is the first thing we mention. And that's, I think that's what, what has to go away. What has to go away is the, uh, the, the outdated idea that, um, um, that that means something deeper than what it means. And, and so, again, we, we argue about the silliest things here. And I think that that congests our conversation. It's why that What's that teenage girl who was talking about the the um, climate? How dare you? Who was that Greta? one? Greta. That's mm -hmm. it. So so she um, she. I was listening to one of her interviews because um, I I just I, I wanted to get that mindset mm -hmm. of what because she's a child, and so yeah, Gre Greta. And so she. Um, she left the U.S. and was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to the U.S. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. How, how dare you? But right. So um, she's really interesting. You know, my goal is to and this is this is her saying something to this effect. My goal is to to advance uh, the like the plan of how we would adjust to global climate change. And so she travels the world, or pre-COVID, obviously, traveled the world doing that. And when asked, why was the U.S. your least favorite? And she said, it was so beautiful, so strong. It was amazing. The people were so nice. It was so good. But it wasn't effective because it's the only place in the world I've been. I've been all over the world talking about what adjustments we can make due to climate change. It is the only place in the world that most of my time was spent trying to just talk about the fact that there is climate change. Mm -hmm. Like they wouldn't even agree to that. They were too busy arguing about who or what the cause may be. And she said, regardless of who or what the cause is, can we at least agree that it's there and let's make the adjustments? And she said, they just wouldn't. They, they needed to find someone at fault or not at fault. Uh, and she said it was her least favorite just because of that, just because the conversation gets lost in that. And you, and you see that so much, so much in our, in our, um, in our conversations, not just on politics, but on, on theology, religion, you see it on so many social stigmas, 
um, just the conversations that are that are lost, not because you even disagree on the message or disagree on the final point, but disagree on the details of the story. And it's like, uh, it, to me, it's, it's, again, something I liberate myself from. I have emancipated myself from that kind of small thinking um, because all it does is clog up the, the big stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, um, uh, yeah, definitely something that I thought about when, when our, our, our women won, um, uh, our women won the world cup. I think it was the, the world cup they won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think of like Malala and how she just wanted to read. Like she just wanted an education and yeah. And yeah. And there's a the, the head for it. Well, like that's it. It's, I don't want to turn this political or anything like that, but it, it is, next to infuriating to me that someone like Malala, right? So Malala gets shot in the head. She comes back. She's from uh, Afghanistan and gets shot in the head because she wanted to learn because she wanted to learn. She gets shot in the head. She comes back. She makes it recovers, starts these Malala. She's traveling the world. She's helping all the women, women pick up, empower women. She comes Mm -hmm. to United States and you know what they asked her? They asked her, Malala, this is amazing. What incredible endeavors do you have to empower, to contribute, to enhance to our education system so that we can help our women, our mothers, our sisters, our grandmothers, our friends all rise together? Like, how can we do this? Is that what they asked her, Steph? Oh, no. They didn't ask her that. You know what they fucking asked her? So are there boys you have a crush on? Dead. I was dead. I was dead. There's boys you have a crush on. No. You would never ask that of, of a dude doing the same thing. So who's the girl you have a crush on? You would never ask him that. And she survives all of that to see. And they tried to get like a little gushing moment out of her. And she's like, I got shot in the fucking head. And now I'm over here and you're saying like, hey, who's the guy you have a crush on? What? Wow. And I it's like, yeah. Wow. And it's like, this is. This is, um, again, it's you, it would drive yourself crazy, but as long as we have these outdated ideas, Mm -hmm. uh, then we'll have the outdated behaviors. That's just, uh, that's just how it is, right? Speaking of of, of New York, can I tell you real quick what happened to me today? Yeah, well, it happened through Facebook today, anyway. So, in the city. I figure, let me do a live. It looks mm-hmm. a little more lively. A lot of people said it still looked dead. But for those of you who, who journeyed with me through the summer, it's a lot more alive than it was in the summer. So I do a live. Um, and uh, for those of you who haven't noticed, our Facebook page is just the adjustment Facebook made to to quality content and all this stuff. They sent the nice message of we're really just sharing quality content, people who aren't spamming people who are engaging with their readers, people. And, and because of that, more of the people who want to see our page are seeing our page, which is great. We're at, um, if, I, if, I, if I look this morning, we are at just reaching an average of 27 million people uh, a day, which is insane. And so I said, let me do a live, uh, even though it's 25 degrees. I'm out here anyway. I told you all, embarrassingly, I had to double up on my gloves, um, but I did because you got to walk around holding this and then I kept having to switch my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
on track for, you know, I, I've learned to kind of stay quiet. I say something in the beginning, kind of, hey, I'm walking around, and then I try to just walk around so people can enjoy. For the first time, Steph, we're on track to have 100,000 live people watching. It was tremendous. That's so crazy. It was tremendous. Yes, that's absolutely crazy. 100,000 people watching me walk through the city. And so I do my usual walk. It's not in Central Park, and you won't see a Central Park walk until the spring. Um, but I do my usual where I, I get out of Penn Station and I walk over. Uh, instead of going straight to Times Square, I went the... Um, I went up by Macy's first and then took the, took the left to Times Square and then took the right to Radio City Music Hall. And because I, I was watching on the screen how many people are watching. So I'm like, oh, let me, let me do the, a good tour. Let me bring them through Radio City Music Hall. I took them to the, you know, um, um, Good Morning America. Um, and so I make it at St. Patrick's Cathedral. And then I walk through, um, the promenade at at uh, Rockefeller Center, right? And then I was going to continue, go back the same way through Bryant Park, do my usual walk for those of you who are used to that walk. Facebook sends a message. A hundred thousand people, Steph. Facebook sends a message. Your video is blocked. And I'm, I'm no. like, wait, I'm, I'm halfway through this walk. So it says you have to stop the video. So I'm like, all right, so I'll stop the video. I, I usually sign off. I say something and I sign off. I just stop the video because this thing, I'm, I'm side note, it's 25 degrees. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like just <laughs> pressing the button to stop this thing. Meanwhile, I'm stopping it while Al Roker, I'm looking at Al Roker because I walked over through, through uh, Rockefeller Plaza to the Today Show. So I'm looking at Al Roker. He's really close. I'm waving. and um, and so I stop it, right? Cause it's going to be blocked. And then, um, and then I keep walking and I say, I, I call you mm -hmm. and I, Hey, yeah. so I just did this thing. Do you see it on there at all? And you're like, Nope, Nope. It's not on there. Are you kidding me? Like, are you serious? Yeah. And so when I thought out, I saw, and, and, Facebook, I have to actually send a, I had a dispute because you want to hear this folks, 100,000 people enjoying. Thank you so much. This is amazing. <laughs> this feels so great to walk through the city. I'm I, high from Fiji, high yeah. from Greece, high from everywhere, right? High from New Jersey, <laughs> everywhere, right? And so as I was walking, I must have passed a store or maybe in the promenade of Rockefeller Center, they have those stores there. Mm -hmm. And there was music playing. And 42 seconds of my 40-minute walk caught that music for which I do not own the rights to. And so they sent me a message that said, your video is blocked in your country and in 249 other countries. Because you contain 42 seconds of a song owned by whatever. So I have since put in the dispute saying it's, I don't own it, but it's fair use because I'm walking in the street. I'm not, yeah. 
I'm walking in the street. I'm walking through New York City. Mm -hmm. You're going to tell me I can't ever walk through New York City because there's music playing everywhere in New York City. Uh, I'm not at a concert. I'm not recording anything that I'm hearing. Whoever's walking in front of me, behind me, they're all hearing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so hopefully I sent that. I submitted that and they said that they will get back to me by February 1st, which will be really relevant to my morning live walk today. But um, it'll be great to just have up there because it'll yeah. be our most watched live walk ever. Yeah. And um, the numbers. And like if that's triple. the case, you know, and if that's the mm -hmm. case, then, then, then I'll just have to rethink how I do it. I'll have to, I, if I would have gone to Bryant Park first, it would have cut it off first there because I would have walked by the, the skating rink. Mm -hmm. And they're always playing fa la 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 or something. Yeah. I would have, that's music that I don't own. So if that's the case, I just have to, what do I have to do? Set up at, I have to set up at Central Park by the, by the creepy clown cave. Yeah. By that tunnel where that clown is just waiting for me to dare to go in one day. Unless someone's there with a, a the, clown playing a saxophone. Yeah. And, and if the clown sings a song, they're going to block the damn video. It. So we just have to, um, see do i just set up in times square and that like nobody wants to watch that i think some of the fun is that i'm walking around I yeah but you know just how wants they to are see a static camera so i mean you could see a static camera at the uh, times square now mm -hmm. if you want i should do that when um there's a thing and i i look at it sometimes it's called oh man what's it called the uh, camera yeah yeah the world cam thing? is it called world cam i think it is it, it's called like World Cam. Mm -hmm. It's a website, and you can click on Times Square is one of them. EarthCam. EarthCam, and and so EarthCam.com stuff. Oh, is it EarthCam.com? Let me see. Let me see here. Yeah, it is. So EarthCam.com. If you go there, you can click on like you can click on other countries. Sometimes mm -hmm. they have like Dublin there, and you click on it. It's just a live, a live. A video of a street in Dublin, yeah. like or or Times Square. So sometimes when I'm walking in the, and I'm doing a live, if you click on there, you'll see me. Mm -hmm. You'll see me there. Like it's live. It's live video. So sometimes I look at that. Those are static cams. I won't stare at that for an hour. And so I wouldn't assume somebody would stare at my static camera for an hour yeah. either. And so I think part of it is walking around. Um, and so we'll figure that out. Hopefully, if if Facebook gets back to me by February first with some sort of conversation like, oh yeah, we see, mm -hmm. and we'll clear your walks for future use. Or, you know, it, 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 maybe I'm dreaming to think that they'll do something like that, um, but um, but we'll see. Yeah, you have to be careful because people in the city too, they they like walk around with those like boom boxes, like the mini yeah, boom boxes. Yeah, they go back, New York City's 1980s right yeah, now. Yeah, it's... New York City's the New York City I remember. Mm -hmm. I get offered drugs and prostitution at every other corner. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's the truth. Do you just politely like, no thanks? Like, <laughs> Do I politely say? No, no I don't you. politely <laughs> say anything. I, I, I ignore, I ignore. And if they cross my path, mm -hmm. then I am extremely aggressive. So, so as to make sure that they know to not do that. Yeah. Or whatever they're planning. I'm not the one. I'm not that guy. And so, so no, I'm never polite. I'm always rude in the sense that I walk by or sometimes they like to cross in front of you. And then I, I, I let them come to their own realization that that's a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
Um, but yeah, but but New York's like that. So there's boom boxes, and there's listen, there's the stores that are surviving. They want to entice you, mm -hmm. so they're playing. I passed. Uh, it was only because it was just nine o'clock. They probably didn't open till ten. I passed the Disney store. You're going to tell me the Disney store is not playing Disney music the whole time? Right. Of course they are. It was just 9 a.m. in Times Square. Um, but, but yeah, so it's it, for me, in my mind, if I had walked in the store, I even understand. But I was on the sidewalk or the street, so I can't. Then how do you, you know, how would you do that? Or, or is it that they just, then, then you just don't do that? Then we'll have to figure out a different thing figure out a different way but i was really proud that um that it, it would have been our our first 100,000 live people that's insane you know how crazy yeah. amount of people that is that that are just enjoying a walk through a city with you yeah it's just so beautiful especially when you see the ones that are like oh that's my dream walk or i i'm in fiji or you know i'm in, or i'm in australia and it's the the opposite season or it's just so beautiful uh so hopefully hopefully that'll go up at some point this week because what are we on the 25th so hopefully uh, it'll go up at some point this week yeah um all right so uh one of the one of my favorite things we put up is stop trying to be liked by everybody you don't even like everybody <laughs> yeah that's such nice. a great gauge like oh yeah okay yeah you know, yeah it, yeah, yeah. It's it's um, it's kind of like that one where it's incredibly it's amazing how hard people work to maintain a life they hate. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it's like it's the same thing with like how hard you work and how much crap you take to maintain relationships that don't serve you mm -hmm. or the other person. Like it's it's amazing how how much like I understand flexibility, bending, and compromise. I understand that. But you're a fucking contortionist in your relationship sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it, it's I understand, okay. But but if you were starting, if you're bending like one of those, remember as a kid, those little loopy silly straws? Yeah. That just mm -hmm. loop, 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 <laughs> and just annoy the hell out of my parents. And so if you're doing that for a relationship, you're not. You're not in a relationship. It's something different. It, it's not. It's not a healthy one. I guarantee you, the other person isn't in the same relationship. Um, and so, when when it's like stop trying to be like everyone, that that has to do with self compromise, not compromise. Self compromise. Compromises. Oh, we'll watch this instead of this. We'll do this instead of this. I have to. I have to um, adjust this to end to this end goal. Like these are compromises. Are healthy compromises. Those are decisions based on something. Self compromise is. I need X Y Z to be happy. This person does not do that, or seem to need to do that, or listen to me when I tell them to do that, or ask. Them them to adjust and they don't see it but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna stay anyway that's self-compromise and the difference between the two is the difference between you recognizing that 
got to watch what you eat when you're looking to be healthier and you got to stick to your fitness regimen and that kind of sucks. Right. But, Oh, oh uh, they're saying they're writing on here that you're freezing up. Literally sure because it's freezing out. Here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Make I don't sure that people can still hear because we're getting messages. That you're can you all hear me? Did I just freeze? But you Good. can still hear me. All right. From two different people. Okay. Just want to make sure that we're still here. <laughs> this is okay. Yeah, first of all, it's not like I move a lot. Oh. I could have been free. I, I could have, I stayed in this spot for the past 20 minutes. Okay. Um, this is just what I look like. <laughs> um, he always just looks frozen stiff like that. Yeah, no, that's what I look like until <laughs> April. When and when April comes along, then <laughs> then I start I start warming up. I start moving a little. I get a little. This is the whitest yeah. I have ever been in my entire life. Yeah, I am so white right now. When I walk into a room, people think it's haunted. <laughs> That's how white I am. And they're like, dude, it's a ghost just walked in this room. Um, I'm sorry, you're talking about self compromise. Self compromise. Yeah. So the difference is when you when you make those adjustments. And you say, all right, well, I got to, I got to watch what I eat. I'm craving this, but I'm not going to have it. Uh, and I got to, uh, I just want to sit down, but let me just do this, this, you know, planking, whatever for a minute or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do that, you feel better. When you go work out and you didn't feel like working out, you feel better. When you struggled through your cravings every day and you won, you feel better. That's compromise. You feel better. Self-compromise. You don't do what you wanted to do, and at the end, you feel fucking worse. That's self-compromise. Self-compromise is you say, no, okay, I'll put up with this, I'll put up with this, I'll put up with this, and when you put up with all of it, you're still miserable, and you still feel trapped. That's self-compromise. And so we have to pay attention to those things when we're in any sort of relationship, whether it's work, it's professional, it's personal, whatever it may be, uh, recognizing that is the first step to then figuring out the most important thing. How do I either address this? How do I evolve out of this? And, and how, do I, how do I get this toxicity? Even if it's from me. You know, some people aren't trying to... Um, to take advantage of you. Some people are just taking what you give. And so you have to, kind of like I said with, with you said, do you politely say no? No. <laughs> because if I politely say no, they think that that wasn't the final answer. Right. So when I say no with a slight look on my face, like I may kill you today, they know that that's, the final answer. Mm-hmm. And so, so in your life, to recognize that some people, it's not that, it's not that they are taking advantage of you. It's that you're giving it to them and they're maybe taking advantage of the fact that you're giving it to them. But you have to stand up for yourself. So the first thing you have to identify is this, this is a self-compromise. And so let, I don't feel better when, I'm, when I've accomplished this. And again, what I was saying, it shocks me how, how hard people work to maintain a life they hate. 
or how hard they contort themselves and compromise themselves to maintain a relationship they hate. Um, and, and don't conflate that. Sometimes when I say that, people are like, well, I don't, I don't hate the relationship. I, I, I love him or her. I didn't say you hate him. I didn't say you hate her. I said the relationship. Love's always love. That's a tricky little thing. The reason it hurts is because love exists. Relationships don't, don't end because of lack of love. They end because of lack of friendship. They end because of, of the withering of respect. Again, that comes lack of friendship. Love is there. That's why it hurts. That's why it turns fiery. That's why it's like a, a battle afterwards. Because the friendship, the respect has dissolved. And, and that's what ends those relationships. And you find yourself just one turns into the alpha and the others in self-compromise. That's, that's just the way that that goes. And so, so when you get there um, to recognize, all right, this isn't, yes, I love this person, but this has turned unhealthy. And then you make those adjustments. Some, some things ended, like, especially, especially when it comes to relationships, some relationships ended a long time ago. You just start realizing later. And then you stand up and you're like, if you don't, I'm going to kick you out. You're threatening to kick them out of a party they left five years ago. And so, so when we become aware of this and you adopt that, that idea that I say, talk about who's who and what's what. When you become aware of, wait a second. So when I, when I compromise my meals and I compromise my rest days, I still lose weight and feel better. <laughs> I, I win. Mm -hmm. I have, in that case, I have to lose to win. But when I compromise this and I compromise that, and then I feel worse and I still losing, I have to lose to lose? No, that's not how that works, especially if you look at them and they're winning. Wait a second. How is this? That's some Bugs Bunny shit. No thanks. <laughs> Heads I win, tails you lose. No thanks. That's some Bugs Bunny shit. And so to start recognizing um, that is the first step. And then you, you, you wait for the second step because a lot of the times that first step, the recognition that you're in a relationship that as is cannot survive longevity the first step is to mourn that. Just recognize that that's true. And allow yourself to feel what you feel and navigate through those feelings. Because that's a shit, that's a really crappy feeling. Mm -hmm. And then you say, okay, how do I fix this? Where do I go? Where do I turn? What's the plan? When do I stand for myself? When I stand for myself, let me tell you something. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the warden is never happy when the prison closes. Right. So in the history of getting out of a toxic relationship, it has never happened where the other person's like, you know what? You're right. 
and here it goes. And we're gonna, it has never happened that way. It goes the other way. They, they double down on that and they go, and you'll never find anyone like me. And, and later on, you'll thank them for wishing you well. <laughs> thank you. I don't, that's the point. I don't, that's the point. Um, but they'll double down for the most part. It's never, they will never, the abuser, the toxic person is never happy when they are losing that, the, again, the warden's never happy when the jail closes. And so for us to recognize, to give yourself the power to mourn and to identify, you know, why I use the word mourn is because when we mourn something, we actually think about it. We actually think about the good, the bad. We, we process, we laugh, we cry, we mourn it. Um, but it helps us to move on. And so, so, and that's just, a, that's just human, that's just human nature. We see that with, with, um, with people who have delay between their death, the families who have delay between the death of a loved one and the actual burial or the funeral or the service. That time between is almost like a, it, it's like it, it's like a time stood still for them. And even if it's a year, a week, a month, several years, you hear it in missing, missing uh, stories all the time. It's been 10 years when they finally have that funeral memorial, the, the families go, we feel like we can move on. We feel like we can heal now because they were, they were given the ability to mourn something. And a lot of times when we rush in and out of relationships, especially out of them, we don't give ourselves that time to mourn. And that's why you end up mourning and, and saying, like I'm saying, you end up on bleeding on people who didn't, who didn't uh, cut you. Because when we don't mourn, it just that those psychological traumas become, become the thing that other people around you will refer to as baggage. It's just the unmourned experiences. And so you mourn it and then you prepare to bury it and move on. And unfortunately in those situations, the other person is very, very rarely going to be like, yay, you go, you're right. Get away from me. I'm bad for you. <laughs> you're, you definitely deserve better. And I'm definitely not good for you. You would thrive with someone who supported you. <laughs> They're never going to say that ever. So be prepared for that because that's the coward's attack. Be prepared for that. And if they weren't a coward, they wouldn't have been that way to begin with. And so be prepared uh, for that. But yeah, Steph, I, I'm, the, the analysis of, of our environment has been my favorite definitely with the past few years. Yeah, definitely. I, I... I see here Denise says that she's trying to teach her daughter to identify toxic relationships. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it, and it has a lot to do with uh, how you feel. It has a lot to do with uh, experiences. It has a lot to do with taking out of the ether and putting it in. You know, a lot of the ways that I think back, I think back of of, of how much I couldn't say 
and you, you realize now when you're out of it, you realize, right? But you start, you start realizing like how messed up it is when you're saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. And you would never tell like, Hey, nice to meet you. So this is what's in my relationship right now. You would never say that because it sounds so crazy. Well, yeah, that's a sign that it's crazy. <laughs> that's a sign that it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But when you're in it, you don't realize it. You think, oh, the inability to tell somebody the truth of my life because it's batshit crazy is actually a good thing. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. You should be able to have basic conversations about your life. I'm not talking about the privacy, the private parts of your life, but the basic conversations of your life you should be able to have. And when you can't have that, something is terribly wrong. And if you could learn that young, then um, then that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, so good on Denise. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the simplicity and the, the power over the words of you'll you'll have people in your life who tell you they love you and people in your life who will make you feel loved. The experience will reveal which is more important. I mean, it's just starting with that. That's yeah, those, that's huge. It's huge, and it's and it's and if the if you, kids, teens, people in their twenties, as I get older, kids get older to me, right? Mm -hmm. People in their twenties, um, if they could realize that those words are written in the tears of regret, then they would see like, hey, save yourself a decade. And if this shit you can't tell anyone and you, something feels off and you're, you become a red flag collector, instead of collecting happy moments, you're collecting red flags, then run now. Cry for a week. It's better than, than crying for a year. Cry now. And, and, and it'll also, once you do it once, once you do it once, like a lot of us learn this later, right? So now um, you, you've been married, you went through a nasty divorce, uh, the next guy, right? So you finally had it. You're like, that's it. I'm out. I'm not dealing with this anymore. And then the next guy comes over with his Rico Suave bullshit. You're like, bro, get out of here. I'm not dealing with any of that, right? Because you you did it already. That's the good news. The bad news is you didn't do it till you were 50, right? But if you can do that at 18, 19, 20, and do that, I'm not taking this anymore. That same thing happens. Once you, once you stood up for yourself once, once you stood up for your standards once, you're going to do that. The key is if you can do it early, that's great. Because unfortunately, the same is true as once you compromise your standards. Once you do it once, you're going to continue to do it until you finally don't, which is again, not until later. But, but yeah, for, for the youth, for the youth, uh, it's a, just pay attention. And if it's, a, if it's something you can't share, if it's something that you can't um, um, tell other people or say out loud, then it's not, it's not real. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Don says, I think it's the same thing as teaching our youth about money relationships instead of hiding this, uh, instead of hiding this is so important. 
we are learning as we go. Don't be the perfect hero to your children. I feel that sets them up for unrealistic standards. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think I think that that's why it's so important to, to have these conversations. It's important to have these conversations with your kids and and so that they can recognize, like I was saying earlier, Dawn, like you later on, you realize in the old school parenting way, later on, you're realizing like, oh, they were just, that was just a dude and a chick trying to raise their kids. Like I had them as mom and dad, but they were just like, a, they were trying to do their best also. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can, if, if my parents would have let me in on that earlier, um, then that would have been tremendously helpful. And, and especially the old school way wasn't, wasn't that way, especially not for, for um, my family, but definitely paying attention to that and being as much of a human as possible and teaching them uh, responsibility and standards and all those things, either things that you've gotten right or things you've gotten wrong. I think that that's tremendous. And again, transparency with everybody is really, really important. Yeah. There is beauty and simplicity. There's power and forgiveness. There's wisdom and letting go. Are you just saying that, or are you, you are you just making that. a statement? I it was stuff. A really great. Are you just saying? Are you just feeling it today? That's the thing. Was that the one that has that that it was put on like a very green kind of hut looking picture? That cute little hut. Yeah. yeah, I look at that hut and I want to sneeze. Uh-huh. I, I just I need Allegra to look at the meme of that mm-hmm. of that hut. But I think that um, yeah, to round this off. I'm going to round it off because it's 317 already. But um, simplicity is a really, really, really powerful thing. And simplicity is a really, really confusing thing because life is simple. That's true. But it's just not easy. And that's also true. And that's, that's where that honesty about that has to be important life is easy if you love me show me if you don't show me you don't really love me easy it's not that simple though is it (laughs) oh no we got more excuses for ourselves oh we got all kinds of stuff Mm um i was thinking about the our the the conversation we were having because football happened this weekend and apparently they were really important games um, and I was just thinking about how many, how many people are in relationships out there where they are compromising themselves and they're like, no, you know, this person couldn't just, they couldn't do this cause they, you know, they got work and they're stressed about work and they're like, but when football came on, why there's no stress, there's no tired, there's no anything. And you start recognizing this is what you look like when you're into something. And this is what you look like when you're not. Like there is no, the behavior will slay uh, the dragon of illusion every single time. And so um, I was thinking about that. But again, it's life is simple. You want to be healthier? Watch what you eat and exercise. It's simple and it's true, but it's just not easy because yeah. following that, hey, diet and exercise. All right, great. That would be, if that's how easy it was, that would be every fitness book. Watch what you eat and exercise. It would be one page. Um, but it's not that easy. There's so many dimensions to the human experience and so many factors. By the time you have 
what you consider a thought, right? We, we are walking bags of chemical reactions. So by the time you, the, you are aware of one of the hundreds of thousands of chemical reactions you have a day, most of those you are not conscious of. You, Steve does not know the mechanism that's making me breathe, making me digest my food, making my, my heart do what it does, making my brain synapse. It, I, I have no control over it. It does nothing. When, when I feel hungry, when I feel thirsty, what I think is beautiful, what I don't think is beautiful, what music I like, what, I have zero control over that. All of those things, any fight or flight thing that happens, I get a weird feeling, whatever it is. I don't control that. Most of the chemical reactions you're having in your body, you do not control. These small percentage of one of the times that you have a chemical reaction in your body that you become aware of, we call it a thought. We call that a thought. Now, as we navigate that, we have to recognize the reason life is simple, but it's just not easy, is because that's what's true about humans. You are literally the last to know something about yourself. The fMRI machine has proven that to us. The fMRI machine, even when you think you're picking something, it has proven to us because it, it does your, your brain in real time that your brain selects it and then it lets you know what you selected and you think it was your thought and it was handed to you. And so because we have all of those layers, then me just saying on this last recently evolved layer, I got to diet and exercise. That's what I'm going to do. So I write it down and I announce it to the world. Yeah. That was simple. But now comes all the processes that I don't control. The cravings, the thoughts, the analysis, the, 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 my body saying, hey, but you, you've been giving us all this salt and sugar and all this stuff. And now we, you know, it's like a little crackhead. Like, come on, man, after all we've been through, come on. You start craving. Oh, remember the, Entenmann's pouted cupcakes and you're like yes of course i do of course i do and you start thinking all that stuff and it's like wow and then like if you're me my brain starts repeating my own shit back to me hey man they don't love you for who you are they don't love you man you're gonna tell me they don't love you because you had this pizza you're gonna say that you're not where bro you've impacted the world and you can't have a slice of pizza that's the way that i'm fucking preaching to myself against myself <laughs> and so that's the way that that works and so it's not easy the same goes in relationships we can have horrific relationships with people on the same mechanism that cuts off the edges of bad experiences also goes into relationships if women remembered accurately what labor and birth was, there'd be three kids. Yeah. But it, it, it takes away the edges and adds, you know, gives more weight to like, oh, but 
when you hold them and their cries and the, and it gives more weight to that and just fools you into making more kids <laughs> and so but it's the same mechanism uh is for um is for what you eat and what you drink and what you smoke and all those things um we've all been wholeheartedly in that situation it's like yeah i'm never drinking again <laughs> ever i'm never doing it again cut to the next scene of you hammered again <laughs> and it's just we've all been through it and whatever the mechanism is it's the depth that you don't have control of that person that makes you feel um uh, horrible and toxic and all that stuff but uh, and you finally freed yourself from from their poisonous grips but on a particular evening that you just heard your friend got engaged or you went to a wedding or something and you're just feeling it a little extra and suddenly a song came on on the radio that comes on three thousand times a fucking day but you decided that on this occasion it's wait for it a sign <laughs> and then that's the one where you say i maybe they weren't that bad and maybe they've evolved you know we all just evolve right like we just and you start doing to you what my brain does to me um and so it's not easy and we have to set up those those goals and those parameters in our own lives so that we can to not only navigate through the ups and downs of life, not only navigate through the ups and downs of what it is to deal with people, uh, but navigate the ups and downs of what it is to be a human mm -hmm. and have this human experience that that I call Steve, that 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 you call Lori and Dawn and Georgia. Like it, it, it's 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 navigating that, and and for as long as we're doing it, we'll never get it a hundred percent right. So there's no pressure there, um, but we can be the best version, the healthiest version of ourselves. And like Dawn said, you know, you could even move the ball a little bit and, and pass it on to your kids. Mm -hmm. So they're so they're that little one percent better uh, than you were, and then let them do the same. And, and so I think that that's the beautiful way to go, and I think that's the beautiful way to live your life. Thanks for bringing those up, Steph. Mm -hmm. Thanks for watching, everybody. It's three thirty. We continue on our day here in New York uh, on, a, on, a, on a cold winter oh. day in New York, expecting some snow in New York City tomorrow. That'll be amazing. That would be incredible. <laughs> and so uh, how, it, how dare you is what she should be screaming at the sky when the snow falls. But the, um, uh, I'll let you know what happens with the video. Hopefully it goes on the main page. And um, and we'll do this again Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern uh, and continue on. I love you all. Catch you next time.